Vev! 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 Welcome to a new episode of Live Evil Pod. My name is Prime Chris, if you will. This is our second episode with the new name and the new game. Summer is around the corner. It is actually happened as of this week of the recording. And today we got a jam-packed full of, you know, discussion about all things related to Evil Geniuses, including our Prodigies team, our Academy team, and then a little preview about what's coming for us on Super Week. So I hope you're all excited. Hope you all just enjoyed the first episode talking with Derek to go over some of his takes on what the pro draft would look like. What is the idea behind it? I know I learned a lot and I'm hoping to continue bringing guests on, give us some education components. Sometimes we just don't know what it's like um, to be the difference between a pro and what we see on high level challengers and solo queue. There are these nuances. Of course, we can grasp our head or wrap our head around, you know, okay, playing with five is a little different, right? It's, it's the difference between playing NBA versus playing intramural uh, basketball. You can be at the highest level, but there are just some nuances. You can practice every day as five. Maybe uh, on Clash, you know, give you a little bit of taste of what it feels like to be a pro. Uh, and in now they have um, more developmental scenes. You can do that in college and competitive team game. But there is just this big difference in terms of preparation, in terms of understanding team synergy, character synergy champion synergy meta shifts and we got to learn a little bit about that what i didn't get to talk about in the episode which i really did uh, touch on with derek is about his take on what the meta kind of looks like and so some of the ways we can fill in that uh, gap is by just relaying some of his thoughts and if i am not um 100 correctly in interpreting what he shared with me i am so sorry about that derek but you'll get a chance to come back and tell me about like where i got it wrong so for him the bot lane meta right now is very weird um pros are still finding themselves out as to which is the better bot lane duo to have or even just the adc a lot has changed since spring i mean spring it was very easy you you are prioritizing jinx you're prioritizing aphelios or zeri who is available if she's available to you and towards um you know msi we still see a shift a little bit of shifts we got to see a nerf in uh jinx in zaya uh, people aren't using aphelios as much we still see them pop off and few games, no, which notably the Jinx game is the one where Danny, our boy Danny, just uh, beat out uh, T1. Uh, and so entering in the summer, we have this durability patch. Um, people are finding themselves figuring out which is the best ADC, and they defaulted back to Callista as uh, what we're seeing a lot more of. Uh, of course, last week we didn't get too many game sample size. We only had the LPL to rely on. There was a lot of Callista played. 
there was a lot of uh, Kaisa and maybe some Ezreal still like seeped in. And uh, according to Derek, you know, those were just not really power picks at the moment. Um, and so they are comfort, they are familiar, and Callista, of course, has her ability to um, sort of be useful regardless of the meta. Well, let me take that back. Not regardless of the meta. We've seen Callista been out of the game for other pro scene for a long time, but there's a certain a level of easiness, you know, when you're trying to discover things, and Callista seems like a very um, easy choice for most pros. At least that's what we observe. Now, currently, with a few more games under our belt, we've seen it in the LCK that started up this week. We've seen a couple of more LPL games. We see Callista still a bit of a mainstay, but a lot more Senna and a tank to support her, a Senna ADC, which, you know, thanks to the new patch that really pushed for more um, soul respawn, and so she can scale very well. It's just not pretty when you're playing fantasy. No, I digress. So that's kind of like the bot lane meta. Uh, we see a shift more focused to the top lane, whereas initially I thought durability patch means we are gonna get like these super tanks that won't die. They scale up in armor, they scale up in magic resist, and just be this force of, uh, you know, contention, a wall, a brick wall that you have to get over. And with the assassin being nearly killed off, I wouldn't say totally killed off, but nearly killed off, um, it would be much harder to get to the back line of a, of a team to get to their ADCs, right? Um, but instead of seeing that, we see a bit more Kale in play, um, Gangplank, Vladimir, um, and for the most part, half tank, uh, they, they survive much longer, even with champions who are um, not necessarily tanky. Gwen, Gwen is back, right? Um, but their sustainability, their durability, that doesn't really only come from uh, HP or base defense. They, their abilities can help them escape certain deaths. We see top lane being very exciting again. It's not the farm meta. It's not Farmville up there anymore. We just recently see a lot of, um, at least in the KDA numbers, we see top being a bit more exciting. And the jungle, of course, is heavily relied on in this patch. Uh, if you are a fantasy player like myself, uh, whether you play on Sleeper app, whether you play DFS, you kind of noted that a lot of the kills are being funneled towards the jungle. They're more active, they're ganking more. And so this type of style fits certain team better than others. Um, and we'll do a little dive into what my sense is, what this has in store for Evil Geniuses LCS. So those are some of the you know ideas that are out there by Derek uh, telling us what we can see in this current patch and how uh, pro players have been preparing themselves so with that said let's move on to talking about our boys we'll start with our amateur team the evil geniuses prodigies last week uh, i noted that very quickly that they were able to advance to the uh, quarterfinal stage uh, beating out taco gaming uh, the team is exciting to watch if you just take out all the expectations of high level play maybe adjust it to may uh, if, if you are a, a, a football uh, watcher like myself uh, don't put the expectations of an nfl quality maybe you'll get more division two college fair maybe 
you know, Big 12 type of college football. Um, for those who are not football watchers, um, I, I'm just I'm, I'm running out of um, examples to give. But it's it can be fun because there's a lot of highlight. There's a lot of ch- uh, chances being taken. It's a tad higher than Challenger solo queue, I would say. Um, maybe like the best level of Clash plus a little bit more because of how some of these teams have uh, you know organizations behind them now with that said evil geniuses did not advance we faltered in the first uh, proving grounds qualifier summer qualifier we're not completely out of it yet we just need to come back uh, for the second qualifier but our tracks got stopped by a very good team i think um you'll all be very um you know, if you're not familiar, you'll hear a lot of good things about who we face, which was TBA or Team Pending, uh, with a smiley face. Uh, in the first game, we we really just could not get much going. They played us well with their Poppy Viego, Poppy Top Man, Carthus Mid, uh, Ezreal and Leona. Uh, our draft, I do note that it's it probably. Maybe maybe late game if we ever had the chance to get into late game, uh, but we did not. Um, but it, there was a scaling behind it with the Vladimir, with the uh, Talia, with the Yumi in play, right? But um, team pending was just smarter. And and all credit to Kitsuo, um, uh, Kitsuo. Hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, he's been a great jungle for them and has um, proven himself well on the Viego to outplay our team and then of course we could not take a game off of them uh it was a much more closer affair much more bloody affair in the second game um you know they have the orn top kha'zix jungle which whew, man you don't see kha'zix in pro play but amateur scene you'll see some of these things right uh then a good old victor and with a senna set bot lane uh which i guess it's like it's typical if you don't have a Tom Kench, if you don't have a different uh, tank. Uh, the interesting is thing is, I think we took the Tom Kench away from them after seeing them pick Senna. Uh, in either case, Prodigies went, uh, Faisal went Gangplank, Yukino went Viego, Doxa went Akali, uh, Mia went Jinx, Donbrey with Tom Kench. So the bot lane was trying to recapture some of that spring um, meta. Which I think Jinx can still be played, but only if you get her to the late game because she's hyper squishy now in the early part of the game. This game we faltered. It was a 27 to 15 uh, kill score affair. We were down 5,000 gold at the end of it. Um, very heavily uh, fought. They did their best to try to uh, make it tough for team pending. Right? We we map pressured them. Um, we got. Uh, some good performance by um, Mia and Yukino. I am a hyper critic of playing Assassin in this meta, and uh, Doxa d- did fine. 6 6 3 scoreline, 6 kills, 6 death, 3 assists. But overall, at, the, at some point, your Assassin is just not going to be killing any of their um, bruiser, tankier player because of the. You know, again, because of the durability patch, the increased base HPH, uh, base uh, defense stat. So our journey in Proving Grounds qualifier comes to a screeching halt. And we'll come back stronger. We'll continue to root for our boys and girl. 
and being able to show up more. We ha there's higher expectation for us. I definitely have higher expectation for this prodigy team uh, based on their known talent, based on what I've seen them do in solo queue. And then we are looking now into this week's academy. So far, one game has been played um, on, on Wednesday. And tonight there will be a game and Friday there will be a game again. So we'll kind of see. We ended the first week with a uh, two losses and one win, one series win. Um, and we started this week against Clown9 Academy. So this one I can break down a little bit more, just going off their draft, talking a little bit about what um, my thoughts are. So far, again, I'm still learning, so that's why I love talking about the draft and kind of seeing their ideas. So Cloud9 um, started first game, blue side, Evil Genius Academy, red side. Draft goes by Senna was a priority pick for them. Senna's very strong right now in this meta, and quite frankly, I think she'll be highly contested. Um, my apologies. So we should start with the ban phase, right? So blue side, they banned. Ari, strong mid, uh, Callista, which again, I've talked about how comfortable a lot of ADCs are with Callista. Then they banned out Wukong, three very um, strong picks. Uh, our side, we banned out Talia, which is a very, I guess, uh, high damage mage right now. Can be played in jungle, can be played in mid. Um, then we banned out Zeri, who I don't think this is the patch where she's strong, but so I'm kind of curious where why this was a why the, our team felt the need to prioritize that. And then we bang, banned out Gangplank in the first phase. Um, makes sense, Gangplank is super strong right now in the top, can be both, can be played uh, flexibly as far as itemization goes and can cause a lot of issues. So again, Cloud9's first pick Senna, then um, our prodigies, I mean our academy team uh, answered that with an Ezreal Viego play. No problem with that. Um, knowing that they already locked in Senna, I really don't see any issue um, just locking in Ezreal. And then uh, we'll have them guessing what we have at uh, mid and support. And so C9 answered with Kindred and Tom Kench, right? The Tom Kench makes sense. You don't want that band out in the second phase, so it makes sense to take him in this round but uh the kindred pick was really really something that uh, i will look forward to people has been touting how great the kindred would be in this patch uh, her kit and her play style would fit so well and uh shiden from c9 kudos to him potentially uh reason why we got lo we lost it was because we already surrendered several uh power pick uh and then we answered with a karma to end the first pick and ban phase. This could be flexible uh, pick, could be played mid, could be played in support. Uh, and Ezreal Karma are a great poking pair at the bottom. Uh, but we are still holding the holding the strategies close to our vest, not uh, allowing C9 to know or what where we're going at, of course. Uh, you can only fool them for so much for so long, right? And so uh, starting in the second ban, pick and ban phase, they take out uh, the Gwen, they take out the Azir, noting that, hey, you're probably not going to play Karma mid. So let's continue to weaken um, some of your uh, pool available to you. 
and Academy or uh, Prodigy's Academy. I'm sorry, keep mixing those two up. Uh, band Victor and I believe that's a Malphite. That's really hard to see. Yeah, a Victor and a Malphite. Curious. Um, didn't think those two were particularly um tough matchups, and so um we pick. Fiora then in the first uh, round of the second phase and um, she's been she's really good in this patch um, she can survive a long time she has her um, she can build around hull breaker if she needs to she can um, be a scale as a one of the stronger duelists of the game itself um, just you have to be very, very niche. And I think Surdy is a player that really, really, um, you know, does well on her. Surdy can be that player that um, plays the Fiora really well. Am I mistaken? This Is this the first game? I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, if this is not. And confirm, that was actually game two where we won. <laughs> Ah, I really know. I need to be, be, be prepared. I will get better. I promise. Um, so despite them having a Kindred pick and a Lissandra at mid, um, our team picked the finished up with with uh, a a counter pick with Swain mid, which I think uh, really it's a very even matchup against the Lissandra at mid. So this game played out in our favor. Uh, we, we were dominating from beginning to end and uh, just did not allow C9 to make any comeback. And this came after we lost our first game. So uh, good stuff to be shown, uh, how heady our boys are, how um, able to bounce back from defeat. And again, it's another week. It's another um practice round for Surdy to get comfortable and he looked good in this game. Went with Sunder F Dance uh, to start off with on his VR. So no hull breaker here. So our Academy finished with a 1-1. One -one. Uh maybe the 1-1 one -one curse is back. I definitely would prefer that over losing, right? 0-2-0-2 and then a 2-0. Um, so more power, more comfortability, and we're going to see a good uh, showing from our academy team. So with that said, let's finally look into Super Week, guys. Well, who is excited? We are getting our boys back. We have Impact, Inspired, Jojo Pyun, Danny, Vulcan, all ready to rock and roll defend the title. It starts this week. As I mentioned, despite being hyped, despite just rooting for them to continue winning and not faltering i have to be realistic that the msi really took a lot out of them um, and and that uh with shorter turnaround time with shorter time to scrim compared to all the other teams that they were not at msi which you know nine of them didn't make it to msi rust and some clunkiness is to be expected um more so relative to the other teams and we do not have an easy first week all right on friday we are slated to, to be the first team to play on the day and we get c9 part of this may be a good break for us because uh berserker is still not back yet uh, losing his passport uh you know there's some very very much a, a a you know conspiracy theory around like you know zven 
making sure that Berserker doesn't uh, upshow him. But if anything, I th we expect Sven to play bot lane uh, support, and they are probably likely bringing in uh, King to sub in for their um, ADC. Uh, Wixie played for them in Academy, so that frees up King. Um, so potentially, now this is a very winnable game as long as we play to our best of our abilities. Um, some clunkiness, uh, again, is to be expected. With a meta that is more top jungle focused, I am very comfortable with relying on impact. He looked good on a Gwen. He looked great on Trindamir. He can play the Ornn. Um, and the champion that are available to him are probably going to be not an issue. My only concern is if he goes back to the NAR for whatever reason, even though that's not even a good top pick at the moment. We still see it picked in other areas, in other regions or other level of competition. I just hope we don't do that. Um, wow. Yeah, yes. So uh, our bot lane should be our favorite as long as we play even to our floor. Um, skill and but don't expect too much from the stats um, area everyone's still trying to adapt to this patch and uh, people are going to survive longer and people are maybe able to disengage with low health bars uh, our team loves to um, limit test which could be their downfall i am excited to watch jojo pion and what he has learned from msi and bring it to the lcs uh, so a lot of exciting things, a lot of exciting things to watch out for. Inspired will be the key here. Like I mentioned before, all the regions that I've watched, including LCK and LPL so far, the jungle is the central in, in um, making things happen. And that is not really Inspired style. We see games from Inspired where he is AFK farming, where he is late to a team fight, where he's late to a gank. He doesn't really uh, play as an aggressive jungler, if you will. And this is where Blabber will be able to um, have the ad big advantage over us. And I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see. The Fudge Blabber right now, I still rank higher than the Impact-inspired combo, especially with what I've seen about like how important the jungle role is currently. All right. Rolling into Saturday, we are to play the third game of the day. We are going against 100 Thieves, the team that we beat in the finals. Um, beat them hard, but this is not the time to take our um, our foot off the gas. They are angry, they are uh, hungry to win and show that they are not a fluke. And um, someday, someday will be the key here because I think our top jungle duo matches very well with theirs, and. Uh, other areas, I just feel like we have the advantage. So if Closer is better than Inspired in this game, I fear that this is a very losable game. So the expectation is that we are able to win, but it's uh, maybe a 45 49% chance that we could lose this one. So that's kind of where my heart is sitting right now. And this is just a, a patch that, again, would favor the 100 Thieves a lot more than I would uh, think. If only 100 Thieves play to, um, they don't even need to play peak level. Uh, they just need to play well enough and understanding the meta, understanding the timing and uh, transitions from late, uh, early to late game. And they would uh, hold the strategic advantage over us. That's my belief anyway. So 
or might be starting the weekend one and one, right? Oh, and two potentially possible, but coming on Sunday, uh, we get FlyQuest, our rivals FlyQuest. Uh, we love you all, uh, FlyCheck crew. Um, I think, as I mentioned, the big fight is around the jungle, and I do think Inspired, even if he plays the passive AFK farming type, we should still have the advantage over FlyQuest because of one position and one position only. Kumo versus Impact. That is all that we need. Take over the early game. FlyQuest cannot... Um, come back from a deficit uh and and even uh, in their roster in spring they've shown uh to you know be cheesy early on um and and take those uh random wins and then you know regression to the mean hits them hard starting in this season in this summer split i don't think this the meta uh favors them whatsoever and i could be wrong i don't want to start 0-3, but I am uh, definitely thinking that uh, Evil Geniuses should win if we play normal, if there's no uh, cheese, if there's no uh, bad day for our players. All we need to do is play our regular style, and this should be a victory for us. So hope the hope is we come out 3-0. and My realistic expectation is 2-1. My disappointment would be 0-3. So that's kind of where I'm at. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, let me know. Do you agree? Do you disagree? How do you want this show to be more uh, involving you, involving your voice? Because this show is meant for you, the fans. This show is meant for you who loves evil geniuses, who wants to root for our boys soon. We want to hear your takes, whether it's criticism, whether it's feedback, whether it's you know, just praises or, you know, anything for our boys, drop your thoughts here. And I'm not just talking about LCS. I'm talking about all the levels, Prodigies, Academy, and of course, our Spring Split champions. Bring your meme, uh, bring your friends. If they don't have a team to cheer for, Evil Geniuses is a great team to cheer for. Subscribe, download. This show can be found on rss.com, Spotify, and soon to be on iTunes. Just look out for the link in the show note. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Remember, live evil.